Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on your favorite podcast device. Leave a five-star review. Read it on the air. Now, to a little break after podcast week. Five podcasts in five days. Thanks, you guys, for checking it out. Thanks to everyone who was a part of it. Had so much fun. We're getting back into the swing of things on the weekly podcast, maybe more than weekly sometimes. But we've had a long-standing tradition here at UD Pod. Every Labor Day, we kick off things by giving you guys something, some content on the day of Labor Day. We record it the Sunday after college football kicks off, and we usually do it with the guests we've got today. Welcome back to the podcast, Dad. Hey, good to be back. Good to be back. It's been a little time off, but uh, it's good to be on the on the show again. It's good to have you. It's been a uh, it's been a year, huh? Oh, what a year it's been. It's been a it's been a year, no doubt about it. COVID uh, really kind of exposed a lot of the things that it's so wild to see in real time. The the bigger picture lessons you've always talked about, every certain things being a business and the way they treat their employees. And then seeing a focused illustration of it in real time across all these different industries. Oh, it's it's amazing. And I think one of one of the big things that the COVID thing did was make people put their arms around whether you want to or not, technology. Mm-hmm. Technology just took an advance in the last year that I mean it hasn't been seen in decades. And it's As so we- interesting. And, and and now they're saying things like, oh, here's how you have to push back to get back to an XYZ of normal, we just proved, like you said, with the jump in technology and the rapid adaptation of it, we don't have to. Like Talking to Chris about doing some of the reviews, they're not giving screeners for people to not come to the theaters anymore. It's like, what you just proved you could do it. Right, right, right. Why would we go back to that? (laughs) But we're trying to go back to certain things. College football came back over the weekend. I know that the stands didn't make me feel the most at ease. But the product, I didn't watch it last year because it was hard for me to to reconcile a raging pandemic and no attempts at player safety mitigation. This year it feels like, especially with some of the uh, vaccination efforts on these teams, in a lot of cases, it's been kind of, uh, I've been able to kind of make my peace with it. And I'm glad I did because I'm 36. I've never seen Georgia with a pass rush like that. That that was an amazing pass rush, but 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 here again on the, the the stands were somewhat disconcerting, especially from my vantage point of knowing how serious this plague is out here. I I did see a note uh, last week that the uh, tailgating portion of Morehouse's uh, homecoming has been canceled. Oh, okay. so I'm thinking that uh, some 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 of these smaller schools that don't get the big bucks and the TV contracts may look at it uh, a little differently. I I did watch Clark play. Livingstone up in South Carolina yesterday on streaming and the stands were very sparse. So, okay. so it's, it must be the TV markets and the, and the big schools because some of these smaller schools may be taking a stance that says, you know, we may play the games, but we probably don't want to expose people, especially here in Georgia. The rate is 50% vaccination in Georgia. Man, scary. I'm sorry. I, I, I digress. <laughs> you know, you're fine and you're right. And and it's been made plain. We've always kind of suspected this. They're going to make their money, right? And 
while people or schools like Notre Dame, who if you cannot be on campus, administrator, school uh, cafeteria worker, student, you cannot be on campus unless you're vaccinated. But they have no such policy for the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it was a big walkout. I guess the the faculty at Spelman decided that they weren't coming back because they didn't like the protections they had, and the school changed the protections to make sure kids either got vaccinated or had to wear a mask, or the professors weren't going to teach this year. So it's serious. It's serious. And uh, but it, but like you said, back to the football. It was a that was a, this was a good day yesterday for football for the game itself. For the game itself, and 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 again, I, I'm sure I wasn't the only person who felt uneasy enough to not participate last year but this is and it hit me while i was watching this is the first football saturday in this house since i moved here this is the first time i've been really locked into college football and we're going to talk about the rest of the games later but i do want to start with georgia and i want to face some accusations people said oh of course ud pod comes back after a big georgia win on national kind of ironic kind of ironic we talked earlier this week this is on the books <laughs> We had scheduled this. <laughs> right, right, we discussed right. Discussed doing this. This is not. This is what we call a tradition. We're bringing it back, not starting one. I'm not. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw, I would have been here. Like that's it. That's what I want to make sure is known. There you um, go. But there wasn't a loser or a draw. It was a win. It was a big stage. You and I were together on one of those Georgia big stage, nothing good happened situations during the national title game. Yes, we were. I never will forget it. <laughs> we were in the stadium together. This was different because while that one felt like the a team trying to catch another team as far as offensively, this was old school. These offenses aren't quite where they're going to be yet, so the defenses have to make their stand. And the physicality of that Georgia defense, seven sacks? It was amazing. It was. I have never seen Georgia's defense look like that. I mean, especially up front. I mean, I mean, I almost felt sorry for him for a second, but then I then I came back to my senses. No. no. <laughs> well, Dabo did say if they ever pay those kids, he'd leave. Um, they're not paying them yet. The NIL we'll talk about in a second, but uh, it feels like the NIL is weakened to Dabo. Um, yeah, it was. It was very, for me, comforting as a Georgia fan. Even as the we're missing two of the biggest playmakers on offense, and they're really unable to really move the ball consistently through the air, they were able to find ways to win and take advantage of a young, inexperienced quarterback because he was staring down receivers on the short game. Yes, most obviously. Yeah, very, very, very obvious. And we get the pick six at 74 yards. That becomes the difference in the game. But this is the fewest points a Dabo Swinney Clemson's team has ever scored. It is the first time they've been held scoreless in the first half ever with under Dabo. So this is talking about since 2008. I think the, the glory years of them being able to attract the, the quality of talent to compete effectively against teams like the SEC. Now, they may be a dominant team in the ACC. Right. But I don't think they'll be able to. The size and the speed of the defensive front for, for Georgia was amazing. Can you imagine the number 99? Or even, he must be 6'8", six, 6'9", six, <laughs> and, running, and running a sub-740. Yeah. Oh. That's frightening. Way, way sub. And what's crazy to me is I was thinking about this before the, the game started because one of the things that I've always argued about how Clemson has broken college football is that they've taken – all of their assistants to continually just 
paid them to stay. They Venables is the highest paid defensive coordinator in the country by far because he keeps getting raises not to leave. Right. One of the things right. you've seen with Saban is that the guys advance, they leave, and they're replaced with guys with new ideas, new with new voices. Right. Yes, and there's make- something to be said about the structural integrity of saying it's all the same cats from before, but there's something to be said, it's all the same cats from before, like the film don't change. Right. At some point, at some point, somebody's gonna figure you out. And and that's the only thing about consistency at the college level. I mean, you're turning over kids every two or three years. And if you keep the same coaching staff, at some point, somebody, one of your opponents is going to figure out, wait a minute, I know how to beat you. If this is what you're going to do, then I can stop you from doing that. And that's why I think, you know, the, the turnover that you see in college sports that people decry and say, oh, look at the stability of a Clemson. You're right. It's, it's going to be at a certain point we've seen your movies. Right. How, how much, how innovative are you if the same voices in the room every year, year in, year out? Yeah. Uh, there's the worries, of course, about the Georgia offense. I think that they are founded. I think that they are real. But I also think that without the receivers who are going to come back this year, it's going to be tough. We're, we're getting three of our five best playmakers back this year, including Pickens. Um, for that to be the, the, the offensive production and to leave Clemson with, Two yards rushing. Well, yeah, but here again, let's let's be honest about Georgia's offense. Now there were some spurts in there where they made some some nice gains and some good runs. Now that they still got they're still running back you. I mean they've still got yeah, some good backs up in there. And I, but here again, offense normally takes a little longer to gel. Mm-hmm. Defense is about emotion and 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 athleticism. Offense is about thinking, adjusting on the fly and making the necessary moves when you have to make them. And I think Georgia's offense, foundationally, let me put it that way, <laughs> they did show they did show that they can, basically, they're going to run that football. They are going to run the football. I think that the thing that I am more concerned about is when I look across the SEC at Alabama, and I see that vertical attack. And I want to say that, yes, our defense is going to be dominant, but I would love to see in the service of the talent that I know is over there, and let's be honest, there's a lot more to the SEC than than Alabama. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we've got we've got to get to Alabama, so there's oh. we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not I'm not looking at that to anyone. I'm just saying, if we're going to be in that conversation, we've got to develop an, an offense that's beyond the running and the vertical and the horizontal passing game. We saw a lot of the the, it's the gotta go vertical. screens. It's gotta totally go. agree. Totally agree. You got to have that deep threat. So since the last time we talked on the air, the NIL is now a thing. And for those who don't know what it is, first of all, weird. Second of all, it is the ability for players to uh, cash in on their name, image, and likeness. We've seen this rolled out to a variety of effects. There is like a crowdsource funding for UTexas to fund the tight end room, which I think is very weird, interesting. I think all the uh, starters are too deep at Miami are getting deals through steakhouses and stuff like that. It's it's a great smoke screen to pretend that they're giving us what we said we wanted out of this whole thing. Because what really needs to be happening is those billion-dollar TV deals need to be seen. That's the money that needs to go to Jared Kings. Yeah, that, that, that's like giving me the crumbs left over from make, baking the pie, but the pie is still sitting in the window and nobody <laughs> is getting a chance to touch it. I'm going, oh, that's nice. That's cute. But, hey, man, the real pie is still in the window, and I need to get these players – some piece of that real pie and not just the crumbs that came out of the, the oven once the, the, the pie was being baked. So no, I'm I like NIL, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I think it's great. 
But I want to see it doesn't help everybody. Right. I mean, if your name is not Joe Starr, what you going to get other than the offensive? Oh, excuse me. We're going to redo the tight end room. What well, yeah, tight end room? Come on, man. Oh, no, no. No, I'm sorry. I misspoke. They're funding all the, the tight end position group. So they're they're pulling money together to pay the position group to split it amongst themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it shouldn't be this. Like, at the same time, these coaches are signing million-dollar deals. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. Because if you don't have a backup left guard, like you say, you don't have a sport. You don't have a team. So Trust me. <laughs> it's it's interesting that it's been and it should be celebrated. This is a step in the right direction. Yeah. It also is a step towards further exposing the NCAA. What would you say you do here? What would you say yeah. <laughs> your job is? What is your real value, NCAA? You don't, you don't even run the playoff anymore. Why do we need you? And as we've seen with Oklahoma, Texas, and the shuffling and aligning of conferences, it feels like the has anyone been like, well, what's the NCAA's thought on this realignment? They've they, their opinion doesn't matter because they don't do anything except keep kids broke. Except now, the Supreme Court says you can't keep them broke. Right, right. And it's and it's not just the NCAA. I was reading something the other day uh, that the SWAC and the MEAC starting to talk about. Wait a minute, why are we even separate conferences? Why don't we just come up with one big conference, pool all our resources, and maximize what we can for these programs? <clears throat> so. It's a it's, it's it's there's a groundswell out there and I think NIL just opens a crack in the door that says there's really more to this than just what somebody wants to pay me from a car dealership or or, or whatever so it's coming it's coming it's really interesting to see how it's reflective of the larger social movements where it's saying kind of we are taking workers rights for instance and saying look now that we've seen how much how essential the worker is it's harder to say, let's go back for these low wages. Yes. Similarly, yeah. on, on a, and it's so funny, people who would be opposed to that are on the same time like, well, yeah, the players should get remunerated for their, it's the disconnects people make when they're not seeing all, how all this connected, how it's all really the same argument in different avenues. Right. And I think it's really interesting you brought up the HBCUs because that's one turn that I'm supportive of. I think that the pulling the resources between these schools could actually benefit the players but then i look at the celebrity coach thing that oh sanders started oh yeah and i, mean, I yeah. go ahead it, i think it's great i you know and, I, and here again wait a minute let's, let's be real honest there aren't but so many top 25 schools in the country and i and i think there's a good quality of a program in the hbcus that does a lot i was looking at like i said clark played livingstone yesterday and Three of the starters at Clark are graduate students, which means they, used, they had eligibility left after their undergraduate years and they went to Clark to, to get their advanced degrees. That's value to me. I mean, that, you know, that 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 means something. And I think a lot of young young athletes football wise are going to figure out, hey, wait a minute, those four years are going to go by so fast. Do I want to spend a year in the in the training room or do I want to rip? Red shirting. I mean, that becomes even more. Why would I spend an extra year to be a slave? You know, so I'm 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 excited about what's coming down the road, Daniel. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be big and it's going to change in a lot of a lot of ways. See, I, I am of two minds. So, yes, the example you gave, I'm all for. I think that should be 
more heralded and more announced and more propagated. When I see the celebrity, and, and it's it's less with the McNair at Alcorn, more with, I speak specifically about Deion Sanders because he's a specific case to me because of what happened in Dallas with Prime Prep. Right. But I, but, I, but wait now, I, wait now, I, you know, I, there's there's news and then there's news. I, 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 we've got our issues with individuals, no question about it. 100%. But the process, the, the process, door opening, the awakening, my, it's my not take, just... It can, the goal can't be come get exploited over here. No, no, that, cannot and be. That's that's my and that's people say well, we want them to be like the power powers. Wait a second. If we're saying we want to improve on their model, that's one thing. If you're saying you want to supplicate them, that's just taking the power and and, and moving it. And I don't. And yeah. My problem yeah, no, with the no. dynamic is, yeah, that's my biggest issue. Well, no, no, you and I totally agree with that. We agree okay. with that. Let's take the personality out of it. And let's take the concept. Well, here again, a lot of these guys that are coaching at these HBCUs probably would not have been coaching at their mm-hmm. alma maters. Correct. Correct. Because, you, know, you know, so I'm, I think it's wonderful. I think it's good. And uh, I think the exposure is good. But here again, like we've said forever, what, 98% of the college athletes are going not going pro. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, the sooner, and the sooner you realize that, the sooner you understand that Saturday afternoon has a whole different meaning. Use football, don't let football use you. Please, please, please. Well, we're recording this on the 5th of November, or September, excuse me. And this is the day, 14 years ago, that Barry Bonds hit 762, his final home run in the major leagues. Rock him, Barry. Rock him, Barry. Get him, Barry. Asterisks on things. This is a Barry Bonds positive podcast. I believe I speak for my father and myself when I say, forget the asterisks. That's a, that that man hit more home runs than he lost in the history of baseball. No matter no matter how you do it, I don't care how you cut it. And and, and what makes it so ironic, and uh, you move on. I guess we'll move on to another aspect of this in in, the, in our in your show today. But like it or not, you may not like it. You didn't like Hank Aaron getting the seven fifteen. So I mean, come on, you now now. Well, Barry took drugs. Wait a minute. I watched a TV program once, and I saw a a a, a certain athlete in St. Louis standing in front of his locker with the testosterone in the locker on the label of the, of the can. Yep. So now, get him, Barry. Congratulations. Salute. 14 years. This seems like yesterday. <laughs> it really does. <clears throat> but it's a singular thing in baseball that I thought we all kind of, you know, or draw. everyone's watching. Everyone's paying attention. And if... This man didn't play in Los Angeles for the Angels that no one seems to want to watch. Shohei Otani, my goodness, this hey, has gotten absurd. Now you talking about rocking the foundation. He's taking on Babe Ruth. And nobody can like it or not, Babe Ruth is second place at this point about that pitching and that home run hitting. <laughs> this man is leading the homers, leading the league in four with 43 <laughs> home runs. And he threw us over 100 pitches the night before he hit 43. Hey, man. It, it had never been seen before. I'll put it that way. Now, you you may want to say, well, it's the juice of the ball. Well, yeah, Barry Bonds still hit more home runs than anybody else. Let me put it that way. <laughs> He's 27. Oh. <laughs> did you see him steal home the other day? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> It's absurd. He's, he's so a, he's a, he's a ball player. He's a, he's the he's the epitome of what a ball player, you know. And I go back watching baseball before everybody was allowed to play in the major leagues, and 
it was the most exciting baseball you're going to see. Stealing home. I mean, it was a novelty when Jackie Robinson did it and when he first came up. But I'm saying, wait a minute, I remember many Saturdays when I was growing up, no no pun intended, that I saw that every week. Right. And pitching with both hands mm-hmm. and changing the glove from one hand to the other. That was just how some guys were able to play that game. And I think we're lucky that he ended up on the Angels because there's a lot of franchises out there. And I'm not just ragging on the Angels. There's a lot of franchises out there who would have said, you're either going to field or you're going to pitch. That's right. That's the way gonna, that's the way we do it here. We're not <laughs> like you won't have go. you won't have a beard playing for the Yankees. Well, I tell you what, Yankees, hope you can make it to the playoffs. <laughs> but he lands on the Angels. They say, hey, we'll give it a shot. Let's see if he can do it. Look, this is I I don't watch baseball. I'm not I, a baseball, I'm not the target demographic baseball. Yeah, you and you and I you and I are definitely on we that now we're cutting the same cloth there. And I tell you, I actually watched the all-star game just to see him this year. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if he's on TV, I'm like, let's I gotta see what's gonna happen. I, that's right. So anything could happen. That's and that's what he adds to the game. This is an aspect of anything could happen. And I'm just like, there's your there's your answer, baseball. You wanna that's who you push. That's and just to, and just to, and just to be real clear now, okay? I don't care if he has a translator for the rest of his life. What's so wild is that so and every time this bubbles up, you get more and more stories of guys who are like, yeah, I had a translator because I speak English, but I want to make sure that I want to make sure my point is clear. Right. And then it's only an issue when people decide to try to make it an issue. And then I that's the one. That's one of one of the many dog whistles and nonsense around him that that reminds you that uh, we haven't come as far as people want to say we have. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure a lot of the basketball players playing basketball in China got from America to have translators. Oh, <laughs> I bet you that. I bet you that. Stephon Marbury. Can you see Stephon Marbury being multilingual? Part of me wants to say no. Part of me is has learned to underestimate Stephon Marbury. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Actually, I know that was your childhood. Yeah, I know that was your childhood. You were. I was sitting there with you. You sitting next to us. Yeah. No, but after after um after eleven years, they built him a statue. He might have picked up some Mandarin. Uh. Yeah. Enough. Enough to say thank you and whatnot. Like he, he couldn't. Sure he, he couldn't did. give you. He couldn't give you a twenty twenty minute dissertation on the history oh, of the no, Ming no, Dynasty. No. 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 I. No. <laughs> That is a fair statement that shall go unchallenged. But let's stay with basketball for a second because we'll talk about the hometown hero in a second. Um, they got a problem in Philadelphia. No, they don't. Why not? Well, I don't, you got contracts. They want him gone. He wants to be gone. But, the uh, but hey, man, I, I need value for my asset. Well, they've done a great job in taking that value. The taking of the value has been a problem for both of them. Right. Well, he should said I want to leave publicly. My point, my point is this: you can say you want to leave publicly, just like uh, old old boy did up in Green Bay. But guess what? That contract says for the next year, either you can sit out and take that hit, or you're gonna play basketball for Philadelphia. And I'm guess what? I'm kind of feeling like he's gonna play basketball for Philadelphia. I don't. I think they're. I think he may. They may pay him to stay at home. They don't want him there. He don't want to be there. And this is another continuation story. Daryl Morey missing the people part of this job. 
like we've always said, there's the upstate, there's the business side of, of sports, and then there's the basketball or the the playing of the sport. Trust me, the coach wants Simmons on the roster next next year. Now Dory and the upfront people and the, they may want to get rid of the asset, but I'm 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 saying to you that they'll find, I'll find with that with that much talent, I'd find a way to make it work. Talent, talent. How isn't he Tony Allen? Yeah, well, yeah, touche. Tony Allen. Touche. He's a, he's a lights out perimeter defender. Don't score for shit. Right. I, we got them. Well, like I said, we, well, okay. I, I, I find I, my quick my point in the in the in the conversation. My my two cents worth. Philadelphia is going to find a way to make that work in Philadelphia for the next year, at least until you get the value of Simmons back up to a place where it's, it's worthy of trading him out. That's that's probably fair. I think that's the flirtation with Damian Lillard's just that. I don't think Dame's coming to Philly. No, um, no, 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 no. Before no, training no. camp. Um, no. We may see something before the trade deadline between the two teams, but you're right. That value's got to get back up for Simmons. They, they're in a place where they need him on the court so that they can sell him. And that's right. He needs to yes. Right. Yep. But um, we've been in Atlanta since 1988. Wait, before you before you jump to that, let me let me just okay. We, yeah. we, we don't we don't have it on the agenda, but we've got to talk about Cam Newton. Oh, I got him on. There. I got you. I, okay, I, you I, got I, him on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm I missed the memo. Go right ahead. We now hometown <laughs> heroes. Hometown heroes. We haven't had a hometown basketball like star star, like a real deal, come out, bring your family star, so they traded me. Right. We've had come see this team, or it's a bunch of good guys, or Kevin Mutombo's fun. Somebody, somebody passing through on their way out, <laughs> just getting whatever, just getting started, stepping stones. But no hometown hero, cheap. we haven't had one since Nick. That's the truth. And after they fired Lloyd, which I was – vocally against and vocally wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I said they shouldn't fire Lloyd. I think the team likes Lloyd. The city likes Lloyd. They fired Lloyd. They elevated Nate McMillan. And Nate McMillan spoke to that young man, said, point guard to point guard, you're doing great things, but look at your teammates' faces. The horse whisper. I I mean, the the horses didn't change. The whisper did. (laughs) And it makes it, it, it... Apparently, it makes a big difference. Here again, I mean, these are still, in 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 a lot of respects, a lot of young men, and you've got to find ways to motivate them to be everything they have the ability to be. And we saw the awakening of Trey Young. Oh, loved it. We saw a Trey Young that's out here to involve the teammates, right? Who's out here to put a hurting on you in space? To hit you with that floater and with that deep, 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 deep three ball. Every time, every chance he gets, every chance he gets. Yes. And who's okay with putting on a show. When he started bowing on him in New York. Was that in New York or was that Philadelphia when he bowed on him? He should have done it in New York. New York was first. New York. Well, I just loved it in New York. I mean, New York had a conniption. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. Come on down to the dirty south. <laughs> and then when we get to the Philly series, in my head, I'm like, look, it's been a great run. Yeah. The kids put on a show. We've, <laughs> we've announced as a team that we may be back. Yeah. And then yeah. they fucked around and won it. <laughs> <laughs> Loved I'm it. Telling people, like, look, 
I don't, y'all have to believe me, but if Cam Reddish gets healthy next series, like we could be something serious. We hadn't seen and Cam I, Reddish since February. And I and not only that, I've I've been you if you were watching social media at the time, everybody was talking about how soft uh, uh, Atlanta was on the baseline, and I'm going, you guys just don't understand. Whenever a big man gets fed from a, a a point guard that can shoot from 45 feet away to make his dunks and pit, he'll run that floor all night long. <laughs> and he's not going to let nobody take advantage of him knowing that at any point his point guard can get him the ball. The lob life is real. Like it, it, you're, uh, it, it, ins- it inspires the yes. rest of the team in a way that he wasn't doing it before Nate took over. He just was. Flat out wasn't. Absolutely, totally agree. It wasn't there. I was reading this wonderful piece on him during the playoffs. He said to his dad, I've never had this much fun playing with other guys. Well, well you Mac, wait a minute. Now he's an undersized guy. Can you imagine at his size for him going through his whole career in basketball, he had to be about himself. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be about team and I'm well, also six foot tall. Every team he was on, he was not just six foot tall, but Far and away the best player on that team. Because he had to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think this is the first time when we saw it in the playoffs that he may have evolved some running buddies. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's like Colin's our it's like it's like it's like our mutual friend Bomani says every now and then. The last thing you want to run into is an undersized professional athlete. Man. Because they will fight you from the from Jump Street. But now he's got guys who will fight with him. Yes. That's the yes. difference. Yes. And I love that they resigned everyone. I love that they paid John Collins. They paid Capella. They're paying Herder. They're paying these guys and saying, look, the windows in sports aren't huge. And we made an Eastern Conference Finals. Strike now. The, the, the team chemistry is more valuable than your individual uh, abilities. In other words, I'm going to sign you to come back here, not so much for what you bring to the the team, quote unquote, but to, to maintain the consistency of the chemistry on this team because it matters that much. A hundred percent. Well, you mentioned because, it. So, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because you, if you look at some of the individual contracts that they did to re-sign people, some of them economically may not be the best from a quote unquote management standpoint to re-sign people. But at the same time, the impact it has on the chemistry of that those 12 guys for the I think it made all the difference in the world. 100%. And I go back to say the same thing as what happened in Milwaukee. They mm-hmm. signed people to that team that maybe, quote unquote, they overpaid for the value that person individually brought to the team. But the impact on the chemistry of that team allowed Giannis to say, well, OK, I'm going to stay down here on this on this block and somebody else has got to put in the three pointers. Mm-hmm. The chemistry of the team in basketball seems to make a lot more well, I guess it does number five of them on the floor at a time, so. <laughs> it does make sense. You want to talk about it? I'd put it on the agenda. Cameron Newton, unsigned Cameron Newton, free agent Cameron Newton, asked not to return to the Patriots, Cameron Newton. Dad, can I be honest with you? Yes, I, please. I wish I could publicly dislike Cam Newton. Cam Newton went to Westlake High School here in Atlanta. Can, can, can I do it publicly? I can't. I know. I know you can't. I can't either. Cam went to Westlake. But in a family conversation now. Of course, of course. No one's listening. 
just you and me. No, that's just just you and I. Okay. I want to go over why I can't publicly because publicly he went to Westlake. Don't like Westlake. He went to Florida. Don't like Florida. He went to Auburn. Dragged the worst football team I've ever seen in my life to a national title. He then went to Carolina, where he beat up on the Falcons for most of my life. Then he went to the team that hurt me the most in the biggest stage, enjoying the Patriots. But because the racists hate him, I'm not allowed to publicly dislike Cam Newton. Totally agree. Totally agree. Got to, I have the same feeling. And I think Belichick did him a favor by releasing him. Mm-hmm. Rather that lets him go try to find a job, if he, rather than trading him where he didn't get a choice. So I think that was all good. Well, one thing I need to make sure that we we won't ever forget: everybody ain't happy with the looking uh, how the quarterbacks look in NFL now. Just be real clear. Oh, you see it. I go back to I go back to Donovan McNabb. If you just want to get you know get nasty and serious real quick, there was no reason for Donovan McNabb never to have another team. Well, that's it, it's it's <clears throat> not just the Browning. It's All the right. idea of the youth movement. Six of the starters on Sunday or next week one are going to be under 24 or young, 24 or younger. Right. And so they're right now struggling with how do we sell this game still? Because for a long time it was we sell it on Roethlisberger and Brady and and and, and Breeze and these these names and these faces that were ubiquitous with football that also happened to coincide with as they they used to sell football on violence. Right. They didn't right. sell on that anymore. So in the mid two thousands they sold it on the quarterback and then yeah. they changed the rules to benefit the quarterback. There's a clip floating around right now with Tom Brady talking about how the changing of the rules has ruined football because when he was coming up you couldn't throw it over the middle against the Ravens because Ray Lewis would kill your receiver. And now he says. When I, if I throw over the middle and they hit my receiver, the defense gets penalized for me not being conscientious enough to make the throw. Yeah, so it's, the yeah. quality of the game has changed because they they changed the way they were they changed the game they were selling. Yeah, well, here again, so I'll, I'll, I'll I'll go back. Kaepernick never never got another well, shot, and I, and I, and here again, that was Cam be able to be used. I think the the the, the vaccination will be used under the table conversation on why you don't want to touch Cam. And Cam may not go back in the league, but he may not have to because the money that they've been able to make over such a short period of time. That's why I was so proud of uh, the, the, the quarterback in Dallas just holding out to get his money. Because you're not going to give a one shot at that. And if you don't get it taken care of before you're 30 years old, you can just about forget it unless, you, unless you're <clears throat> Brady. If I'm winning Super Bowls at 40, you gotta, you gotta pay. You gotta pay. <laughs> I, even I've stopped talking about Brady because Brady's just that outlier. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What's going <laughs> I on. have no idea. I have no idea. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. We watched Drew Brees not being able to throw 10 yards. We watched it. Right. <laughs> Michael Thomas built a career off of these five yard slants. And now my question is because when I watch Tom Brady uncork like a 40 yard throw and it's on the money, I'm like, what? Well, what's happening? What is this? Yeah, what was that? What, what? Where did that come from? Nothing about anything I know about sports, football, any sport says that should be possible. But yeah. it's happening, and he looks better than ever doing it. It's, it's he, the Brady thing is horrifying. But the yeah. youth movement and the Browning of the quarterbacks, I think you're right. I think it's what's happened is they've cultivated this, this fan base with the way they used to sell the league, and now they've got to realize that they're going to have to sell something different because what they sold don't exist no more. 
Right. So to see, how do we sell this thing to those people? And we're going to see what gives. And it's going to be very interesting because about, yeah. it's about time we stop having country Trans, tra- Transitions in sports over my lifetime have always been fascinating times. Hmm. The transition in sports, you know, from the time when when a football player had to have an offseason job to make his make a living. To now, if you get a, a, a guaranteed contract, it doesn't mean nothing, but the, but the upfront money does. So I'm going, I've seen all this before, and, I, and guess what? It's going to change again. You've got to have a mobile quarterback who can throw the ball 50 yards down the field on point. That's, that's, that's going to be, quote, unquote, the norm out of 32 teams. you got to have it now. Yeah, for the most part, unless, unless you're Tom Brady, and I'm not sure what that is. One day we'll find out what we'll find the truth out about this, but it Someone's doesn't make sense. Flip to me. at some point. And, and remember now, remember story. now. Let's keep in mind. Remember, he he missed a year with an ACL in 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 uh in New England. Mm-hmm. And I'm going. Anybody else have an ACL at whatever age he was, and then plays 15 more years? Come on, plays better. Plays better. Oh, it's conditioning and diet. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> my name is point, my name is my name is Ned the plumber. Okay. At this point, you can tell me it's something nefarious. You can tell me <laughs> he is a wizard. You can tell me I'll believe anything because none of it. Makes anything. Sense. I'll of, believe at this point. I'll believe. I'm with you. I'll believe anything at this point. If it turns out for this diet and exercise, I'm like, he cracked the code, man. I'm gonna tell you, he must have nailed it. Yeah, let I'll, me buy. Let me get that. Let me buy that book from him then. No, with this diet and exercise. Like a fun life. He can't eat strawberries. Doesn't sound like it's fun, but yeah, it's interesting that he pulled it off. Like I, I don't. Oh, know. And, and not only that, doesn't eat bread and gets a gets a subway commercial, and then makes a joke about it in the commercial. Like right. I don't get it. Hey, what, I'm what not hate. Make your hate, money. Hate that. That's right. Hate the game. Don't hate the don't hate the player. Hate the game. You know. Well, we're, we're about to back into the podcast. Thanks for being on here, Dad. This was a lot of fun. We're going to go through the uh, college football scores right now. Ohio All State, right. number four, beat up Minnesota 45-31. That game was closer than I thought it was going to be. When I came out of the podcast Friday or Thursday night and they were down at the half, I was in shock. Oh, yeah. You and, and I then, both. And then they did Ohio State things and became more athletic. It was fine. But let's keep an eye on that. I think this is a very good explanation of – this is the year where no, at no year do the ranking preseason actually count for something. There are always new teams, new situations. But this year, after the whatever mishmash of last year, this is the year where the rankings seem like they mean the least. Totally agree. I, and, and, and I'm not sure if it, that it this, I think this one will be up in the air for the whole season. I, because I think I'm at the point where I believe technically there has been 600 plus days without quote unquote real college football. I mean, real football with people in the stands. I mean, I, I watch these other sports, tennis or whatever, with people in the stands, the game changes. Yeah. Attitudes change. There is an energy in, there is an energy with a crowd. Let me put it that way. And All right. Ohio State was interesting. Ohio State pulled it out late. Let's go to the games from Saturday. Coastal Carolina, number 22, beat up on the Citadel, 52-14. Utah beat Weber State, 40-17. to Arizona State beat... Southern Utah, 41-14. Here's where things get weird. Number 10, North Carolina. Felt real good about themselves with the two big back coming back. They lose 17-10 yeah. to 10 at Virginia Tech. And, I'm and they lost. Tech. And they, Oh, yeah. by the way, they lost that game. That wasn't a fluke. No. That game was not as close as the score suggested. No. 
So that's an interesting result. We go to Miami, Alabama. Alabama number one in the land, uh, Miami 14. Alabama start starting Bryce Young for the first time ever. Looked like a veteran back there. 344 through the air, four touchdowns. They won 44-13. What was funny for me is I was listening to a lot of uh, Miami fans this week kind of talk themselves into, we need to keep it close. We might cover the 18. <laughs> as soon as that game started, it was, oh, it was, it, it's them again. It's them again. It's them again. That's right. Number two ranked team in the land got taken to the wire by Tulane, Oklahoma, 40-35 to Tulane 35. Tulane being displaced since the storm came out here and put the fear of God in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting year. This is going to be an interesting football season. And like you and I have discussed many times, and, and I, man, I don't bet on, on, on college kids anymore either, but keep your money in your pocket this year. I had a friend, I had a friend whose brother went to went to uh Clemson called me and says, look, I need to, you want to bet something on the game? I said, look, my mother told me not to take advantage of children and fools. Have a good day. <laughs> so, no, I'm, this is going to be a year you need to sit on your hands for, the, for, for college year. football for sure. Mm, no, sir. Uh, Iowa State beat up Northern Iowa 16 to 10. They're number seven in the land. They only pulled it out by six. Minnesota, yeah. uh, Cincinnati beat Miami of Ohio 49-14. Uh, Oregon beat up on Fresno State. 31-24, 10 points in the fourth to win that game. Penn State, Wisconsin, 12 versus 19. Penn State pulls it out with two picks late for Wisconsin, but that game didn't feel like two teams that weren't weren't, weren't good football teams. They felt no, better than some of the other teams I saw. That's totally true, totally true. Because their defense, at least I thought, looked respectable. Offense, like we said with Georgia and Clemson, messy early. Uh, right. USC beat uh, San Jose State 30 to 7. UCLA beat LSU hey. 38 27. It's going to be that kind of year, folks. You might have to put a strap, strap on your, tighten up your chin strap and put on your seatbelt. It's going to be a heck of a roller coaster this year. My first ever client was UCLA kid, Terrence Austin. Oh, yeah, I remember. I love watching those uniforms. I love that Coliseum. I couldn't believe they beat LSU. I couldn't believe. That LSU defense looks real suspect in a way that I'm not used to seeing out of the Bayou. It's 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 early, and like I said, I'm looking at the season as as they didn't play anything last year because it takes time for these offenses. And other than Alabama, and here again, Alabama's a different kind of machine. I mean, it yes, just it anytime you can convince a kid to sit there for five years and guarantee him a top ten draft spot, and he's happy with it, whether you got NIL or not, that's <clears throat> that's magic. Hmm. But I will say this for my for your college scores. SEC uh, won only two losses. SEC suffered was LSU <laughs> and Vanderbilt. Only two oh. losses for the SEC teams. There, there's one loss in an in, in ACC school that I did want to point out. All right. Um, it was a, some some ugly in the ACC yesterday. Duke lost to Charlotte. Um, of course, oh, wow. Miami but took L's. But Northern Illinois. Came on down to Atlanta, Georgia, and beat Georgia Tech. And I'm not well, here. To, I'm not here to just joke about Tech. I'm here because they won on their. They went for two when they could have tied it, and they won the game. Well, well, let's let, let's be clear now. Northern Illinois, the Huskies are not a. You know, that's not a slouch team now. I mean, you go back and look at the history of Northern Illinois, and they've turned out some pretty dead gum good athletes. I know you meant that as a compliment, but all that felt was insulting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, every bit of it, the pettiness within me was strong. 
Dad, thank you for doing this with me. Hey, man. I uh, I really do appreciate it. I look forward to it. Um, I The last year has been interesting and for a lot of reasons that you and I can share, but uh, it's good to be back. Um, better than ever. And uh, yes, all the best for the season. Keep on knocking them out of the park. And UD Pod forever. Love you, son. <laughs> I love you, too. That was your show. There is no outro. We'll see you guys. Peace.